Good evening, Rabbi Isai. So we finished the seven items that Chavis says how the Avedas HaSeichel is superior to that of the Avedas HaTayr, even though we need both. And now he switches gears and he says, However, the greatness of Tayr, the advantage of Tayr, the superiority of Tayr, Sarak Shavar she is Damali. I have to explain this side also. My she is Damali as if humbly he's saying just like as, as much as I can explain. And I will say Look at that. Ironically, they are also a list of seven ways that the Tayra approach is needed and is superior and has an advantage over that of the Seichel. One of them is The person is a combination of his nefesh and his guf, a combination of his his soul and his body. And the midas that make him make decisions Unbelievable word that he uses. The Midas that he has that may bring him Lihismaker. It's a Lushan of Mechira. He sell he will sell his soul. He will give up his soul. To just divulge in worldly pleasures and to sink himself into the animalistic desires that every human being has he could be the greatest human being, could be the biggest tzaddik, but he is a human being and he has animalistic desires. The tzaddik knows that he's in control. The tzaddik, Chazal say, the shaylat biyitzray. He's in control, but he also has a. But a person just with his own midas would really is prone to selling himself, giving himself up to the Hanois, to the pleasures, and to sink into the the animalistic pleasures. And he'll divorce himself. He'll cut himself off from the great Seichel that he has. And we know this. They could be brilliant people. There were brilliant professors, philosophers over the, over the centuries in history. And even though they knew intellectually what's moral, what's right, but they didn't act upon it. Aristotle was, was well known for that, right? Sort of, he, he, when, when he was caught doing something totally immoral and inappropriate, he says, now I'm not Aristotle, the great ma- philosopher, the great mathematician. And is that's when I'm using my brain. But when he's using his body, and as when he's using his, his uh, Yetzirah, who's getting him to do things for the Hanan, for the animalistic side of him, he says, I'm somebody else, I'm different. So you see that just having a great intellect and understanding things is not sufficient. There are other Midas that will bring a person to say, you know what, I don't want to have anything to do with this world. This world is a fashtunk and a welt. It was really, that's a line of the Kutzke Rebbe. The Kutzke Rebbe used to close the windows and learn just Yom of in his room. And someone said to him, why are you not coming? He says, the Welt stunkt. It's a fashtunken Welt. I have to close the windows, close out the uh, the tumma of the world. 
So sometimes a person can be like that to the point of all the things that are sad about this world, that are depressing about this world. It's a sorrowful world. That's the way it is. Like we've quoted before, the Rabbeinu Tam, this world is a house of worship, of a house of hardships, rather. He says, this world is a house of hardships, and and if a person just uses his intellect, he'll say, I don't want to have anything to do with the world, that's it, I'll just lock myself up, I'll seclude myself, I'll be a hermit. I'm just going to use my intellect, I have nothing to do with the world, with people, because it's just so upsetting. Even people who try to run after their tithes, run after worldly pleasures, whether it's money, or other physical pleasures, that a person will run after, and he sees he always falls short, and it's always so frustrating. He says, forget about it, it's all not worth it, I want, want nothing to do with anything in this world. So we see that there are extremes. The two extremes are not good. Both of these extremes, being totally involved in anything that the heart desires, or the body desires, or completely severing a person from anything physical in this world, is not good. Now we already know, the Rambam tells us, we have to go on the path of the happy medium. We have to be balanced. It has to be a midas hamishkol, midas hamemutza. It has to be a balanced life. Because if we go, one way, which is the second one he quoted here, that totally leaves a person and separates him from doing what he's supposed to in this world, from building up this world. Bahashain is the second problem here, which is the first he quoted first. He's going to lose all the schar if he's going to say, forget about it, you know, you only live once. You might as well just indulge as much as you can. And if a person does that, he's going to lose his his schar in this world and the next. So, so from the great mercy of Hashem, and the powerful goodness that he wanted to do for the person, Hashem wanted us to have the best of both worlds, to be in this world and live properly the way we're supposed to be, and earn the next world also our due reward. In a good, happy balance between the Seichel and the Taiva. How do you do that? How do you strike that balance? That is the faithful Torah. It tells us exactly what we should do. It tells us what the right thing to do, both in public and private. It tells us to do when we're being seen and we're not being seen. It does. It distances us from the types, the desires of this world, when we're not allowed to engage in them, when it's inappropriate to engage in them, where it's forbidden. But yet, it allows the person to live properly what he has to do to get a reward in the future. Like the pasuk says, "Hat bend your ear." Listen to the words of the Chacham in Velibcha Toshes Ladaiti, that they, you should take heed of what I'm telling you to do. Kinoim Titishmerem Bevitnecha Yikainu Yachtov 
She's quoting a few psukim here in Mishle, which bring out this point. They convey this idea that we see the Torah gives us the right balance of when to do things, when not to do things. Chazal tell us, and they derive this also from the Torah, but the Chachamim's wisdom, and that's why he's quoting here, perhaps, a Pasik from Mishle. Because it's not only the Torah Shabiksav, the mitzvahs in the Torah, but it's even the mitzvahs of the Chachamim. It's even where the Chachamim also saw that we have to live a certain way. And Chachamim made certain gedorim, they made certain fences to make sure that the person stays within the healthy balance, within the right framework, shouldn't push himself to one extreme more than the other. So this is the first of the differences of the suit, the advantage, the greatness of the Torah over that of the Seiko. V'asheni, you move on to the second V'asheni. Ki ores ha-seiko le'nenu goireres chiyuvei maisi avodesolikim. Fascinating. If a person would only use his intellect, a brilliant mind, he knows exactly what Hashem is all about. And that, not only that, he would therefore serve Hashem properly. He would always be cognizant of it, possibly always having Hashem in mind. However, he wouldn't know certain fundamental ways of serving Hashem, which we only know because of the Torah. Namely, a person would never daven. Why should he daven? What's the purpose in davening? He knows what's there. He knows what he has to do. He just serves Hashem in the best way that he knows how to serve Hashem. He'll figure it out. Tefillah. Where'd that come from? But Avraham Avinu also, who understood intuitively about the great Bria, the great creation, and understood there must be a creator. And if we understood, he has to serve that creator. But also... He learned from the Torah that he learned. He understood they have to have tefillah also. Avram was Mesaka tefillah chakras. You need tefillah. The tzayim. Why would a person hold back food from himself? Oh, only because the Torah says that tzayim is a good thing. Fasting is a good thing. Utsadaka. Umaiser. Uminas chasadim. If a person just says, listen, I have to do for Hashem. Okay, so whatever I think will benefit Hashem, that's what I'm going to do. But why would I do favors from somebody for somebody else? Why would I do kindness? Why would I give away my own money to somebody else? That doesn't make sense. And which is why you see in the in the outside the Jewish world, they comparatively they give minuscule amounts to charity because it's not such a value. Because yeah, we have to do for for Hashem. But what tells us to do for other people? So that is something that is only. Uh, what the Torah teaches us. That's a mitzvah to do it, and it's the right thing to do. And that's what Hashem wants. Like the Gemara tells us above a Basra Daf Yud, that Turnus Rufus asks for Bikiva. If Hashem really loves the Aniyim, why didn't he provide for them? And Rabbi Kiva answered them. He answered Turnus Rufus and he said, He's not doing it for the Aniyim, he's doing it for our good. He's doing it for us so we could get schar of providing for the Aniyim. Of course Hashem loves the Aniyim. But He loves the Ashiram too. And He says, Ashiram, I want you to give the Aniyim. I want you to have an opportunity to help out and give the Aniyim. 
So we see it's a whole different outlook and how to look at it. That only comes from the Torah. Without that, a person wouldn't know what to do. The person would never know to what extent punishment is. The person shortchanges the avoid that he has to do. He would never know what he has to do. He would never know what the punishment is without Torah. Person needs the way of Torah to get even to the levels of Torah. In order to get again that real good balance when you put the combination of Torah and Seichel together. That's the real goal of Avedas Hashem. To have that healthy balance between what the Torah demands from us and what our Seichel tells us beyond what the Torah teaches us. The Torah gets us to the point of the Seichel and then sort of almost on our own we want to serve our Baruch Hu. Hashem made it that we should fear Him. That only comes from the Torah. Just from our Seichel itself, there'll be nothing that we'll be afraid of. There's nothing that it would instill a, a reverence for, for our Kosh Baruch within us. So therefore we have the Torah that tells us it's demanding. The Torah tells us there is punishment. There is reward. You have to have that track also. Because you can't only serve Hashem from a Ava, from a point of, point of love, a point of Ava. There has to be a dose of Yira also. And Yira only comes from the Torah itself. We'll hold it here, Rabbi, say, a good Tanakh and a good Shabbos.